Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Traveler, this is Chester Capone, and you are listening uh, to a very brand new show on on the uh, Maximum Pun uh, PCAST network. And um, uh, what this is, we're going to take a, a game that's uh, full of numbers and rules and everything, and we're going to play it for you. So I'm calling this a, a factual play, and I'm really excited because uh, we're going to be playing some uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm going to give it over to my good friend Elliot, who's got like a a, a killer story for us. Uh, so g- give it up for Elliot. I guess there's not really an applause in here. Do we? Let's not worry about it. Elliot, you uh, bring us into the story of this magical world. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, what's up? Um, I'm I'm here. Uh, we are in my basement, and we are going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. And what's What's cool and exciting about this is, uh, now she will deny it up and down, but Ramona Noba, huge nerd. And she has some, uh, books from Popularia for me. So the version of D&D that we're playing is going to feel like it's from 20 years in the future, which is pretty awesome. Whoa. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's like really cool. They streamlined a bunch of stuff. And it's going to be uh, pretty radical, I think. I still can't believe they actually got Gary Gygax to admit that he came from Popularia in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it all along. I never had any doubt. By the way, I love your basement, Elliot. It's so cool down here. Oh. You have a lot of candles and a lot of skulls. Yeah, no, nah, I like ambiance. I brought Twizzlers. Thank you, Lake. Uh, maybe should we talk about our characters or something? Oh, yeah, we should introduce ourselves for the listeners. Right, right, because we're listening to people are listening to this. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I'll I'll start off. I am Elliot Buchanan, and I am the dungeon master. So I will be leading us through this magical world. Yeah, and you're gonna crush it. Ooh, what order should we introduce ourselves in? This is a why don't we roll initiative? Like just all start talking all at the same time. There's That's like gonna, a thing. Oh. There's like a thing in D and D, isn't there? Like an initiative. Why don't we all do like a practice initiative? Yeah. Oh, what up, everybody? Uh, I guess we're introducing ourselves. So I'm Angus. Uh, <clears throat> I'm playing. Uh, I-, I made a character. His name is Craven Knightley. He's an elf rogue with a dark past. Mm. Uh, so he's trying to adventure to uh, seek redemption or honor or something. But uh, uh, he's on a path of healing, I guess. Um, redemption for what? What? What rede- What is he trying to redeem himself for? It's too, it's, you, you don't want to know. Oh, it's too tragic? Yeah, it's too tragic. That's hot. Oh man, that's a, that's a great story. I love it. Well, why don't you go next, Chester? Uh, okay. Um, I'm less familiar with these kind of games because this is like, I think you got to be smart to play them, but I, I was reading over the book and I was like, this game's all about fantasy. 
So I'm going to go with a, a character I always want to play. And so I'm going to go with like a, um, a guy chef level three. Chef is not a, a class you can be, even in the new Popularian edition. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of a chef in Dungeons and Dragons, Chester. <sighs> okay, well, uh, okay, I, I got kind of lost, so I was like, well, what's the closest thing to being a chef? Because that's my fantasy, right? So uh, I think it's a, a technically, it's a wizard. It's a, it's a wizard uh, with the uh, oh order of scribes, and it just sounded like it was a chef. Of, of of sorts, so that's what I'm playing, and I'm I'm just playing a playing a guy. Does your guy have a name? Oh, I forgot to get to that part. Look, I, this is really hard. Um, okay. Um, I my character's name is. I guess you could just call him Guy. Oh yeah, you know what, Guy Cook Man. Guy, Guy Cookman. Cookman. Oh, wait, what do, do you? Are there any special like elemental spells you work with? Do you, you specialize in anything? You like, um, like ice or electricity or, or fire? I mean, it is true that I do have some fire spells because it has to do with cooking, right? But yeah, why don't you call yourself uh, Guy Fiery or something? <laughs> Guy Fiery. Not, not, that's that sounds like a fantasy name for sure. Yeah, Guy Fiery. Uh, and yeah, I'm a, a guy with a wizard or chef, uh, level three. Okay. Well, Lake said to roll initiative and I've never played D and D before, but I, I rolled one of my dice. Uh, and I think I did pretty good cause I got an eight and that's the highest one on the dice I rolled. So, uh, I can go next. I'm, I'm, I'm Juniper Jenkins and I'm just so excited to be here. I'm, I'm so thankful that you guys invited me to be a part of this. I know you're like a slug blasting crew. And so I, I, I like, I'm not a part of that normally. So it's, it's really neat to get to hang out with all of you like this. I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited and I've never played DMD before. So I, I read up on it a lot. I read a lot of articles and, and I checked out some books from the library. Ju- Ju- Juniper, you should, uh, what, what's your character? Oh, right. What's well, your... like I said, I, I was reading a lot about this and it seems like the way to get the most enjoyment out of Dungeons and Dragons and, and to have the best time and to sort of do it the best is to, you know, step outside of yourself and, and play a big character who's different from you. So um, I'm, I'm playing a half-orc barbarian uh, named Gwendolyn Gutpunch. Nice! Um, and I'm excited to to uh, swing my great axe and uh, chop up some monsters. That rules, because barbarians have rage and it is sick. That's pretty sweet. Oh, I I mean, I don't I don't want to get angry with anyone. I'm, I'm sure we can talk things out for the most part, but... You know, I'll have that great axe just in case. Awesome. Well, I, I I actually, I like that you stepped outside of yourself. I I actually put a lot of myself into this character. I was like, well, what do I, like, what aspirational, right? Like, it's a power fantasy. Uh, and so um, I'm playing a character named Riley Riptide. Um, she's uh, formerly the mermaid princess of Riptide Addle. Um, but recently, because, uh, like, I love swimming, right? And then also, like, I got the glitch. I'm kind of half and half, so, like, mermaids pretty sweet because like I, I really relate to creatures like all the creatures in fantasy that are like half one thing half another right um, but wait you won't be able oh, to- yeah you are kind of like a mermaid you're not going to be able to go on the land well that that's the thing kind of like little mermaid she her, her her tragic backstory is that she made a wish for legs um and then the the evil sea witch gave her legs but it was like a raw deal like a like a genie you know perverting your wish uh and so now she's got horse legs so technically i'm i'm race my race is centaur um, centaur, uh, cleric of the nature domain, nature being water. 
Um, and now she's on land adventuring. Um, so she's the, the human top half of a mermaid and the horse bottom half of a centaur. And you can tell because she's wearing a seashell bikini. <laughs> wow. That is how you can traditionally recognize mermaids. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's, that's like a, that's like a half human, half fish, ha- half, half human, half horse, half. Precisely. Yeah. And it just combines all my love, like swimming, horses, being half of a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Little Mermaid. It's all it's all there. And I'm Nick Lowe, and I'm playing the Ranger playbook, uh, specifically Errol Venator. He's a, a bow-wielding, animal-loving adventure elf. I also played uh, very different than myself, didn't I? Mm-hmm. All right. It's, we've gotten to know our characters a little bit. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm Elliot. I'm the Dungeon Master. Um, yeah, are we, are we, are we ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. yeah. That Let's do it. sounds like a good idea. The caverns are smooth, black, and slightly porous, made from the cooled magma of an ancient volcano. Openings branch off and spider out every which way, though most of them become too narrow for even a halfling to crawl through. The air is humid, clinging to skin and fabric as you make your way down the largest tunnel. Your contact from the tavern told you that a great secret is hidden at the heart of this place, and you intend to find it. Wow. Elliot, that was super evocative. I feel like I'm actually there. It's pretty good. I'm getting chills. You shouldn't be getting chills. It's actually very warm. Right, right. So... Uh, what else is in this room? Is there just like, is there like a door or anything? Oh, good question, Chester. Right. So th- th- that was like the, that was like the general uh, description of the, oh, I'm sorry. of the place. Um, so um, <clears throat> as you continue down the tunnel, you see a light ahead of you listening. You hear rhythmic tapping and what sounds like someone humming. You come upon a gnome using a chisel and small hammer to break off a piece of the rock that makes up the wall. He looks youngish, with a head full of brown shaggy curls and a walrus-like mustache that was probably once waxed to a fine point. He's dressed in a strange-looking silvery robe that reflects the light of his nearby torch. Uh, I want to roll a stealth check so that I can hide from the gnome. You? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm rolling a d20 plus four. Uh, I rolled a 16 plus, uh, or no, plus six. Uh, so I got a 22. Uh, yeah, I, I, you hide from him, I guess. He wasn't really yeah. paying attention. Um, yeah, so I'm going to hide from are him. Are we all supposed to be hiding from him? I mean, he's he's just, like, absorbed in his work right now, so. Um, well, maybe maybe I'll go forward and I'll be like, hello there, sir. My, my name is um, Guy Fiery. And I'm here uh, just trying to, we're trying to get to the big secret at the, uh, at the center of this Dungeon? Do you know anything about it? Oh, hello. My my name is Wilton Bodynock Mervyn Rune Tannybar, at your service. <laughs> I am a gnome researcher, and I know there is a powerful magical artifact down here. For, you see, the volcano has uh, stopped being a volcano, and uh, that power needs to go somewhere. It can't just disappear. There used to be a large contingent of researchers down here, but the scientific community has remained tight-lipped about their findings. Whoa. Ellie, did you write this or is it from a is it from a module? I don't I remember what you said. Oh, this is homebrew. This is great. It sounds it sounds really good. Oh, thank That's you. Man, your character voices are so good. I didn't even recognize you. 
It's like a different person. It's really good, Elliot. Who's to say we can trust this gnome? Gwendolyn, is, is now the time to bust out that anger and, and rough this guy up? Oh, um, I mean, he isn't hurting us or anything, is he? I, he seems like just a friendly guy with a lot of information. Um, I would like to make a roll, though. Can I roll a perception? Okay. I want to see if I can still see Angus's character. Oh, all right. <laughs> I got a 14. Uh, no, active perception against, what was it, like a 22? Yeah, it was a 22. No one can see me, not even anyone in my party. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I think uh, Gwendolyn immediately starts... Uh, like feeling around the cavern and searching to find our missing party member. Uh, and she, and she says, um, Angus, what was your name again? Craven. Uh, Craven, Craven, where did you go? Craven. Uh, and she starts like feeling around the walls for hidden, hidden passages or secret compartments. I mean, there is like an opening at the other side of this room. Like it's not a, there's no hidden, there's nothing secret. Um, uh, Gwendolyn looks anyway. Okay. That's, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I actually have disadvantage on stealth checks because I'm a big clumsy uh, centaur. Um, so I'm going to go up with uh, with guy, fire guy, fiery. Um, we sort of I like we have a duality because I'm a real water, water lady, a real fire guy. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm a fire guy. Yeah. So I'm going to walk up and be like, oh, uh, you said that there was more uh, people um, that were, were working down here. Uh, do, I, I think I know something about them. Can I roll a history check? Um, I'm, I'm slightly proficient in, in history. Uh, oh, yeah, to see totally. if I can see, like, what he was working on, or, like, do I know anything about these people who used to work here? Sure. Uh, yeah, give me a roll. Whoa! <laughs> holy holy shit, this is not even... Oh, my goodness, right? I'm really good. I, I got a 20. Like, no joke, I got a 20. Wow. Uh, that's... A natural 20. Good job, Lake. I mean, that's, Damn. <laughs> that's that's great. Could, could you not swear as much? I'm trying to get this out to as many people. So thank you. Sorry, sorry. I just I played this a couple of time with my my brothers recently, and um, it it I, I don't usually roll this well. This is I'm I'm almost annoyed it's happening for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know that uh, uh, Wilton is a um, you recognize the name Tanny Bar that's his uh, his last mm-hmm. name Tanny Bar as like a, a a big research family in back in the city um and you know that it's they mainly do geology so like he's he's here he's doing rocks and stuff like that uh, and he mentioned that there used to be a lot of them down here but they're not here right now and he kind of like they sort of um stopped researching this volcano uh, a while back, and he wanted to know why. So that's why he's back. Like it, something. There's like a a well kept secret about this volcano that no one oh. is telling him. Yeah, he doesn't know either. Okay, yeah. so I, I'm getting the impression you're down here just like the rest of us, because <laughs> she's a mermaid, so she got to breathe. Oh yeah. Oh, she's not used to breathing the air. Yeah. Oh, that- that's that was the voice I wasn't gonna do it. Just just breathy. <laughs> that's a really good. Oh, that's really good acting. Like that's great. Thanks. Well, do you want to? We should ask this gnome to join our party. If he's here for the same thing we're here for, maybe he can help us. Yeah. Would you help us, gnome, uh, Mr. Tandybar? Uh, uh, oh, uh, well, I am pretty involved in my research. It might take someone, uh, persuading me to join your party. Oh, if only we had someone with really high charisma here, but I think the one with the highest charisma is, is Angus's character and, and he's gone. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to burst out of the shadows and I'm going to say, 
uh, you better join our party, and I brandish my dagger, and it's super terrifying, and so I think I'm going to just, like, terrify him into joining the party. Okay, so roll for intimidation. But he's, like, super scared, right? Because I jumped out of the shadows. No, you still have to roll for intimidation, though. You don't just get to decide what? that it happens. Yeah. No, that's a skill? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right, th- it's right there on your paper. Well, why did I even roll a stealth you, check? You've even marked proficiency in it. Oh, yeah, okay, there it is. There's just a lot of, hang on. Uh, okay, so I rolled a 13, so now I terrify him and he's super scared and he's going to join our party. Um, uh, he's actually uh, not super scared. He's, he, you do give him a little bit of a jump. He kind of goes like, huh, uh, when you, when you go out of the shadows, but he's like, well, uh, I don't respond kindly to threats, young man. Uh, y- you should know that I am a well-respected member of the scientific community and that's not a, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, sir. Okay, can I persuade him then? Yeah, give it a try. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, I rolled a, a, I rolled a 20. Natural? Yeah. Oh, wh- wow. You're rolling really well. Thanks. Does he join our party now? Oh, uh, well, uh, you rolled a 20, so he's going to join your party, but what are you going to say to him? What do I say to him? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, hey, you should, uh, join our party, uh, because, um, we're looking for a deep secret, and, uh, you would be good to help us find this secret. Uh, I, I need to find this secret to resolve my dark past. Oh, uh, well, when you put it that way, I would be happy to join your party. Thank you for the invitation. Nice. Please, I know some of your names, but not all of your names. This would be a prime opportunity to introduce yourselves to me. As I have said, I am Wilton Bodynock Mervyn Rune Tannybar. At your service. Riley Riptide. Wait, wait, did did Tannybar not hear us do all the PCAST intros? No, he wasn't there yet. Oh. Errol Venator, and this is my giant weasel, Vesseling. Wait, you have a giant weasel? Yeah. As a ranger, I get an animal companion, and he's very chatty. Craven <laughs> uh, uh, jumps uh, up in surprise, having seen this weasel for the first time. I don't know this weasel. He said he's very chatty. Um, I I actually have speak with animals uh, as a um as a, oh it's a first level spell. Um, yeah, I want to talk to your weasel. I want to know more about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to cast it, I'm going to cast it, talk to speak with animals. Well, while Lake is doing that, uh, Craven says to the guy, uh, uh, my name is Craven Knightley. Pleasure to meet you. Oh yeah, we're introducing ourselves. <laughs> Do I have to roll another perception to see Craven, or now that he's jumped out, can I see him again? You can see him now that he's jumped out. Okay. Ah, Craven, it's you again. You're back now. Yeah, I was always here. Juniper, are you going to do a character voice? Uh, I was trying. Is it not coming through? No, I can I, I can do it more. It sounds a little too much like your your normal voice. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 try doing it. Uh, Craven, it's you. You're back. <laughs> Is that better? It'll do. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll keep trying. Um, my name is Gwendolyn Gut Punch, and you better watch out, or I'll. Punch your guts. 
What, is, what does that translate to? I've cast speak with animals. I gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration of 10 minutes. Oh, right. Um, um, hello there, little gnome. My name is Vessling the Giant Weasel. <laughs> That's, That's kind of what I think Vessling sounds like. That's great. Uh, uh, Riley introduces herself to Ve- to Vesper. V- Vester. What's his name? Oh, it's Vessling. Nice Vessling. to meet you, Riley Riptide. I can see you're a mermaid because of your shell bikini. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I have horse legs. And this is all in Weasel. Oh, can we hear what it sounds like in Weasel? This is really great audio. I think this this show is going to be a hit, Chester. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, hey, I'm noticing here, uh, so with my feet called Chef, um, if I take one hour, I can make treats that give people some bonuses. Can we just take an hour right now and I can make some treats for people? Uh, as long as everyone agrees to it. I mean, we should probably keep moving forward into the dungeon, right? I, I If we want to find out the secret. Oh. Do we have to wait an hour in like real lifetime or or can we like skip over it? I mean, we can skip over it with the magic of an imagination. So, wow. But everyone has to agree. Wouldn't be the first time I skipped an hour. Sure. Yeah. Lake, uh, I mean, I don't know how Riley feels about it, but Lake Lake Street's too much to to want to um, not do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Hey, like pass me a Twizzler. Yeah, here. Thanks. Uh, OK, um, so then uh, Guy Fiery. um I like I start cooking, making some uh, treats because I can cast uh, create bonfire as a cantrip, and then I'm gonna cook uh, some s'mores for us. And I guess according to this, everybody gets temporary hit points. Ooh, how many? Equal to my proficiency, which I think is two. So everybody gets two temporary hit points. This this cooking. Oh, nice. Yeah, this cooking thing's great. Hmm, s'mores. All right, we should probably head. We should probably go forward with the adventure. Does anyone know if chocolate is safe for weasels? Oh, I I can ask him. Oh, it's been an hour. You can't talk to him anymore. All oh, right, the ten minutes went by. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sure seems to like him. The burning of this bonfire reminds me of the burning of my home. From my dark past. Man, this is such a, a, a dark and scary man, man. This is a great character. Yeah. This is a great character. Craven's got black hair and also black eyes. Uh, and he's like six feet tall. That, like Wait, he's got black bruises eyes? around his eyes like he was beat up? Yeah. No, no, like his, his eye color is like black. Whoa. Even the white part? No. Oh. No. I don't think so. Bringing it back, do we do we want to? Uh, Wilton has joined your party. You've had some delicious s'mores. Do you want to continue on? Like I said, there is an opening at the other end of the room. Oh yeah, that's right. We should. I want to make sure that we've fully explored the chamber that we're in. Um, can I roll another perception? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I rolled a seventeen. You you see the other opening into the next room. Wait, what, what if I roll a perception too? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. do one too in case it's it's. Oh, and I, I. Everyone should roll a perception. Can I, I roll I investigation? A, a non-natural twenty. Oh, uh, th- uh, we call that a dirty ah! twenty. Uh, I, th- I think oh. I got a thirteen, which I don't know if that's that's less. So never mind my roll. 
You don't see the opening at the end of the room. <laughs> what do my elf eyes see? Your elf eyes see the opening at the end of the room. And also... Elliot, I, I, they oh. all rolled a per- perception. I rolled investigation and I got another natural 20. <laughs> Did it, does, it, does it being investigation be any different? Uh, you, you can see that uh, Wilton's tools are used for geology. They're geologists' tools. Oh, good... Sweet. Good good roll, Lake. Good job. I bet that'll come in. I bet that's the clue to the mystery later. Well, maybe. What if Vestling were to roll a perception check? He's got pretty keen senses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Okay, so he rolled a 21. What? Is he using his eyes or his nose? It does say oh, he has keen sales. hearing and smell. It's got to be nose. I used my yeah. elf eyes and he used his weasel nose. All right. Uh, he, you're in the center of a volcano. He smells sulfur. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Sulfur. I think we've almost cracked this mystery. Between the geologist's tools and the sulfur, I think we've almost figured it out. It, 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 I think we're, we're so close. Uh, as a ranger, I do have some proficiency in nature. Can I use that to, in my background to think about what I know about volcanoes as a terrain and, and sulfur and what that means? Hey, uh, Elliot, if you check your phone, I sent you a text. Uh, the text saying that I went into the next room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like while this is happening? Yeah, totally. But awesome. wait, cool. we must have seen him do it. I don't remember him trying to sneak again. Well, well, we might all have to oh. roll perceptions to see if we saw him. Okay, real quick. Well, it, if you didn't roll stealth, then everyone did see you move into the next room. Yeah. Oh, can I can I roll stealth so that they didn't see me when I when I already did it? Ah, uh, forget the nature check. I'm gonna beat Craven to the next room. A classic race. Classic race where I win. I mean, Craven wins. The the dice will decide that. Oh, okay. Yeah, both of you roll uh, an athletics check. We'll see who gets there faster. Okay. I rolled a 14. I, I rolled a 15. <laughs> what? No. 13 Let me see plus that. 2. Oh, you got a plus on that? Yeah. Boo. My uh, vestling comes up and he, he trips you and I make it into the next room. I throw a dagger at you. Uh, I want to follow after. Should we all follow? I think we should follow. Yeah, I think everyone. Uh, let's 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 avoid PVP for now. Um keep for your now. what's Keep your daggers. Uh, you, you might want them for later. Uh, this room appears to be a dead end. In the center is a plinth, on top of which rests a pair of wooden spoons. The plinth has an inscription in Gnomish. Does anybody read Gnomish? I... I know Celestial, Common, Elvish, and Sylvan. I bet our new friend does. Uh, okay, uh... Hmm. No, I can't read it. Wait. Can can Craven convince Tandy Ban to to read the plinth? Hey Tamarack, can you read the plinth? No, you gotta persuade him to do it. Oh yeah. Well, he might just do it. Well, no, because anytime I I try to get Craven to do something, Elliot makes me roll. Well, yeah, but usually talking to someone is like a a free action. Okay. But how would we know that he would actually do it? Maybe we should talk to him. Oh, good point. Okay, I'll do it. I'll I'll do it. I'll do I'll do it. Okay. Okay. Hello, um, I'm wondering, hey, maybe you're a gnome. Could you read this gnome to us, please? Thank you. Thank you. My oh. name is Guy F- uh, Fiery. Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you, Mr. Fiery. I will, of course, come and read the inscription. 
Ah, yes, this was written uh, probably by my ancestors who were here before. It says, steal the rhythm while you can. Steal the rhythm while you can? Steal the rhythm while you can. Oh, steal. Um, Mr. Gnome, uh, does the does the word steal in gnomish sometimes have two meanings? Like if it's spelt with like a gnomish A instead of a gnomish E? Like is it steal like you're stealing something or is it steal like you're the metal? Yeah, are, are uh, we talking theft or metallurgy here? Uh, it, th- theft. It appears to be theft. Can mm. I roll to steal the rhythm? What is What is the rhythm? I don't know. Spoons? Are they spoons of rhythm? I mean, like magic items, right? Roll a roll a sleight of hand check. Okay. Uh, okay, so I rolled a nine plus six. That's a fifteen. So the spoons are in my pocket. Okay, you did you did actually get them? Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, you just needed a fifteen. Otherwise, you would have set off a trap. Oh. Whoa. Can I disarm the trap? Uh, if you want to, you you took the. You already took the spoons, so... Right, but there's a trap. There is a trap uh, beneath the spoons, yeah. But you, you you, were able to successfully steal the spoons. Okay. Yeah, but if, like, somebody goes to put spoons on it again later, we don't want them to get trapped. So Yeah, I, it's, like, it's like an OSHA way. violation at this point. Yeah. Yeah, plus I want to get the full D&D experience here. If there's a trap that we didn't get to see, then then it feels like we're missing out. Uh, Gwendolyn goes up and, and slams her hand down on the plinth. Okay, uh, a poison needle juts out and stabs her in the hand. Take one piercing damage and five poison damage. Oh, oh no. And now uh, roll me a constitution save. Oh, okay. Um, Right, which which dice is that? That's the 20-sided one. Right, okay. Yeah. Didn't you say you read, like, several books about this? I know, but there's a lot of them, and they all have different numbers of sides. It's a lot to keep track of. I'm I'm new to this. Uh, It's always 20. Okay, uh, I got a four, and then it's plus four, so I I think that's eight altogether. I'm afraid you've been poisoned for an hour. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, sounds like we need to spend another hour making more s'mores. Well, I can only do that once per... Um... A long rest. Oh, so we just have to take a long rest and then we can wait another hour while you make more s'mores? Yeah, so if we wait for nine hours. Yeah, if we <laughs> wait just for nine hours, then I can do it again. Okay. No, it's okay. Um, Gwendolyn's really strong. I think she can power through. What, is it, what does being poisoned mean? It means that you have a disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Oh, no, I don't want that. Does anyone have um, antidote? I have different kinds of... I have a healing word, but it just has hit points, not... Poison or anything. I even looked at one that was like gets rid of poison. I'm like, well, when's that going to come up? So I did the the numbers one instead of the state one, and I'm regretting it. W- will the spell grease help? I, no, I don't think so, Chester. I don't oh. think this time. Okay, that's okay. Maybe there will be more. It looks like nine hours is going to be our only option. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's antidote somewhere in the dungeon. We're gonna have to <laughs> wait for nine whole hours. <laughs> Gwendolyn's strong. Oh man, I don't even know if my character can do that. She can power through. I, I'm sure we'll find antidote somewhere in the dungeon. It's if they had the poison, they gotta have the antidote somewhere, right? What if they accidentally tripped the trap themselves? They'd need it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Wil- Wilton pipes up at this point. He says, a- "Actually, 
uh, people would normally carry the antidote on on them uh, rather than keep it lying around. Otherwise, what's the point of the trap? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, oh, that's true. You see, nine hours is the only logical choice here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing we can do. But so we can make a lot of smoke. You, you you stole the rhythm, um, but this appears to be a dead end. And this is a magical plinth. There's definitely something magic going on here. Yeah, is the plinth magical or the spoons? I can I cast a detect magic on the, on the spoons. Sure. Wait, where'd they go? Oh, hey gang, where'd the spoons go? What? Why do you need the spoons? Well, I was gonna cast detect magic on them and see if the some obviously something magic's going on in here. <gasps> I gotta remember to do the voice. <laughs> uh, obviously, something magic's going on in here. Um. And so I figured if it's not the, it's either the plinth or the spoons, and I was going to start with the spoons, because they're the thing you had to steal. But now they're gone. Who, who took them? All right. I guess you can look at the spoons. Oh, I have to do my voice, too. All right. I guess you can look at the spoons. And uh, uh, Craven pulls the spoons out of his pocket and uh, holds them out. Seeing how deceptive and cunning you are, uh, uh, Riley looks at uh, Craven and gets like really swoony and hearts kind of in her eyes. Uh, she's she might be developing a little crush on Craven because he's so ah, smooth nice. and and dark and brooding. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I cast detect magic on the spoons. You realize that they are in fact magical, and you learn the school of magic, which I need to figure out. Uh, I think it would be uh, transmutation. Mm. Transmutation um, magic. Does anyone have um, um, uh, uh, any kind of proficiency in performance? I know uh, uh, it says steal the rhythm and like the rhythm generally means like percussion instruments. And I know um, that like you can play wooden spoons like like old timey, like oh, bro- like oh, brother, where art thou? Like spoon times. Can someone do performance? I don't have proficiency in percussion, but I do know how to play the pan flute. That's basically the same thing. If I were to perform by blowing across the open bevel of a spoon, would it create a sound? (laughs) (laughs) Only one way to find out. Roll your performance check. Okay. And with my charisma of eight, my performance check rolls a six. Oh, wait, you you have bad charisma? Absolutely. It's my worst skill. All right. But I take oh. the two spoons and I notice that they are slightly different bevels, so they will produce different notes if I blow over them. You do, and they kind of... This is great audio. They... Make sure to get really close to the microphone on the tape recorder for this. Oh, yeah, what was that? <laughs> yeah, we really want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm playing this great symphony, uh, Vesling joins in as, as, a, as an acapella. He's singing it to you. Okay. When I was making my character, it said I have proficiency in a musical instrument, and I chose harmonica. I want to join in. Uh, <laughs> Elliot, do, okay. Elliot, did we solve it? As you attempt to clack the spoons together in what you hope is a rhythmic way, louder clacking sounds begin to ring out all around, and large, white shapes begin to spill out of the tiny, cooled magma tunnels. The bones land in a heap, but they don't stay that way for long. They shift and rattle as they reassemble into full-blown skeletons. Hi there, this is Juniper Jenkins editing the PCAST for Chester, and I'm here to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors. This episode of The Factual Play was brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. 
Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand that business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and to explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. This episode was also brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group, and once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. Learn more at ecfoundation.org. We'd also like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. Check them out at amaas.com. And finally, we're proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network, who have a ton of amazing locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. That's it for this episode, but we'll be dropping our next installment of Weird Gravity Plays D&D on Wednesday, September 7th, and then the thrilling conclusion on Wednesday, September 14th. And I'm supposed to remind everyone that if you sign up for the Patreon, you get all new episodes two days early, plus bonus content like outtakes and interviews. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.